I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's it's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to this episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, purple belt, one stripe. Phil Kors, A2, purple belt, one stripe. John Dahl, A4, black belt. Thanks for joining us, John. Hey, and if everybody didn't know out there, we're at what? The best week of the year, right, Phil? Origin Immersion Jiu-Jitsu Camp. Mount Vernon, Maine. Uh, It is fucking beautiful out here, and it's cool this year unlike last year when it was 170 degrees the whole time yeah i like that we could go inside the cabin and it was even hotter than outside <laughs> john comes uh to us from future school of jiu-jitsu in uh, port st Lucie, where he uh he's a black belt there he trains and and teaches there and uh welcome to the program john hey, glad thank, to have you thank y'all so much for having me um it's great meeting y'all i love when uh jiu-jitsu could just bring so many different people together and uh you know this place is awesome it's my first year coming here but um seeing how just so many different people from so many different places so many different walks of life and it's one common thing that unites us and it seems like uh every other problem that was in the world is is not affecting us here in maine right now so so your origin immersion camp cherry is popped bro (laughs) (laughs) yes and now i've turned into a slut i'm afraid (laughs) well you know uh, you're familiar with the the format of course the first thing we're going to talk about since we haven't done a podcast since the felipe pena gordon ryan match is the gordon ryan update well let's get into it so first i got a question for you so I know that you started uh, early on in your training, which you've been training for 16 years. You started at Henzo's uh, Blue Basement. Did you ever see? Uh, did you ever see like Tom DeBlass or or Gordon or, or Gary Toner or any well, of those guys? I didn't start there. I started in Miami oh. under under George Pedera, and then um, I was in the military and got stationed in uh, New York, and I was stationed in Staten Island. And I trained at one of Henzo's gyms, uh, affiliate gyms in Staten Island. And I would visit. Uh, I've only I only went to the Manhattan gym like maybe three times. You know? Okay. So, but uh, it was just still cool to be there and you know go down to the basement and you know train down there. You know it's just you know to hear about it and to hear all these other stories about it. You know just to say hey I was there. You know even if I don't know anybody that was there or you know don't remember anybody because it was. 12 years ago it was still cool to say hey i was there during that heyday prime time when they were first kind of you know starting the roots that Danaher death squad you know yeah for sure and you know you know one of the one of the guys there that i love following on instagram is brian glick uh doesn't compete but man his, his instagram page if you guys haven't seen it Go take a look because he's got great technique stuff and just like super flowy. And and Gordon always talks about him. This guy's never competed. He's like, this guy could be multiple time world champion and just he, he's a lawyer. He doesn't have time. He trains jiu-jitsu. He teaches jiu-jitsu. And that's right. what he does. We, we have a guy at our gym like that. He's a he's a brown belt and he does not compete. Don't care nothing about competing. 
one of the most savage, and he's probably a buck sixty, buck sixty-five, a savage brown belt, <laughs> and it, and it's just challenges, uh, accepts any challenge from any size guy, don't care, with the biggest smile on his face. And we all love to just sit back and say, oh, Clark's about to get some fun. (laughs) So, you know, I know plenty of guys that are just savages and their jujitsu is so amazing and and they don't compete. And I tell my my students, um, there's two different sides of jujitsu. Competition jujitsu is is so much different than than the the martial art of jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. so th- there is two sides of it the competition side and the martial arts side so yeah. um you know I, I would say to be a, a complete and a whole jiu-jitsu practitioner you need to embrace both sides of it i totally agree and you know i think that the competition does give you a, a lot with regards to it um you know I, i've i've competed uh a few times but you know i'm 51 and i i just the the gains that you get coming up to and following competition are great because you're you know your diet's tighter you're you're drilling more you're you're doing more so you're just getting more exposure i think it's a, a great tool to get that exposure quickly but i'm not in really any hurry to do it and i'm go, i will compete at, at every belt level uh but but I'm just not one that's going to do it all I'd the take, time. I'd taken a long time off of competing, um, and it was just my situation in life. I, I tell, I tell everybody, I was training for 16 years, and I just got my black belt back in December. I said, "But my jujitsu path is not your jujitsu path. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, your jujitsu path is like a river, and it doesn't go straight. It, it weaves in and out. You know, and so you know, there were times in my life where I could train six days a week." Mm-hmm. And then there were times in my life when I can only train every two weeks or once a month, and I'm having to drive a few hours just to train. So um, it's, it's got to stick with it. A black belt's a white belt that never stops showing up. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. So back to the Gordon Ryan Felipe Pena. <laughs> got sidetracked there. Yeah, That's okay. Rabbit holes. <laughs> the, uh, first off, the card was great, I thought. I oh, mean, it was amazing. Fantastic. Um, but. But give me your thoughts on the match. Man, I'd stayed up late for this one. Worked all day, you know, still went to the class and, and then came home and, and um, was just excited, man. That, that card was – the whole card was stacked, man. I was excited to see um, that Elizabeth Clay fight. Dude, me too. And I, man. He's got a huge cl- uh, Elizabeth Clay. Elizabeth Clay. She's been on. Her. She's been on, yeah. Really? yeah so, well, she oh, was at Pans where you did a little interview Oh, man, with that's awesome. No, I love she's – my, she's my woman crush in, in jiu-jitsu <laughs> for sure. But man. I thought, man – I, I I don't know. What do you think about the 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 final call? You know, not non biased opinion. The 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 Brazilian's going to win. The Is queen it, the queen's always going to win. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think if it would have been anybody else besides Queen B, they would have given the win to to Clay. I hundred percent agree. All day. I hundred percent agree. The queen's the queen for a reason. You know? Yep. And no, if, if you right. want to beat the queen, you had to beat her legitimately. Make yep. her tap. Yep. Make her tap. 100% so agree. That's how, that's how you beat the queen. It so. didn't hurt my feelings. The decision yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't hurt my because feelings. Because it, it was an amazing fight. Yep. Elizabeth Clay did an amazing job. Yep. You know? and, so. and I felt like she got screwed out of that Gabby Garcia decision, too. Yeah. All day, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I, yeah because yeah. she was definitely doing more than Gabby Garcia yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Gabby, Gabby seemed real winded, tired, and was just looked like she was trying to sandbag. And no disrespect, she's a legend in herself. Oh, for sure. Know, but yeah, um, you know, it seems like 
Elizabeth was the more aggressor, more pushing the pace, more trying to move and, and less trying to just hold position and, and run out the clock. You know, mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. Phil, what did you think of the match? Didn't watch that one. No, I didn't mean that one. I mean the Gordon Ryan, Felipe Pena. I thought it was really good, and then I hated how it ended. <laughs> and like I hated it because like yeah. this is the first Gordon Ryan match I've watched where it wasn't like a man versus a boy. Mm. I was like, oh, this is a pretty good match. Like Gordon seemed like he was not really ever in danger or anything, right. but he wasn't just like it didn't look like he just walked through it like everyone else. And that's what I was gonna ask you. Um, seeing how Gordon causes submissions, walks through every opponent he does, plays with them like a like a cat plays with yarn and, and no disrespect to anybody that he he's going against they're all amazing in their own right but there's different levels to this and, mm -hmm. and he's just on a it's like he has a cheat code you know and they yeah. said that before he's got a cheat code with john danaher but i mean wow man it, it, he ran he runs through everybody so then to see somebody actually put up um you know put up a, a fight against him and, and do, you know, well against him and not let him do whatever he wanted with him, kind of is like, um, you know, making a God bleed, you know? He's like, right. oh, okay, he can be beat. And then who's going to be the one to beat him? Is right. it Mika Galvon? That, that I mean, good. whenever Mickey Galvall gets on those supplements, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be up there. He, he got extra juicy. <laughs> he got extra juicy for that Grand Prix down in freaking Brazil. But, man, yeah, he, he, he ran through it, though. Yeah, man. I mean, legends. He's and, incredible. You know, uh, Leandro Lowe is in it. Rest in peace. Yep. And, and, you know, uh, Hulk Barbosa. Yep. I mean, he just. He How really big are the Matula brothers? Tolos. Well, man, so they're going to. I think they're they look going, skinny, but they are they tall? Yeah, they're, they're real tall. I think they're uh, maybe middle, like one eighty five, maybe. I think. I maybe think that's smaller. what one seventy and one eighty five is what they, they their so. ranges. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, getting back to that, you know, here's here's the thing about the match itself. I feel like Gordon just gave up that back position because he didn't want he didn't want to submit him early when I think he, he might have possibly been able to. Do you know what I mean? Hey, and and that might just be part of what he does. You know, he he gets you – because I think he said that wasn't the way he wanted to submit exactly. him anyway. So um, maybe, maybe that's just him playing mind games with his opponents, like saying, hey, look, I could have tapped you here, but I'm yeah. going to let you go. I'm going to get to another position. Well, and, and granted, and, he didn't say that. Like he didn't say – he didn't say that. At any point, I just thought it. I was right, like, right. I was like, he didn't want to, he didn't want that back position. But he never like passed that guard, really. You know what I mean? Like Felipe Pena had a phenomenal game plan going in there, getting that fifty-fifty and coming up on that leg. Mm. Really brilliant game plan right. on his part. That, that take nothing away from him yeah. on that. That was really curious to see if it works again. It will not. I can promise you. Know, you oh, you think he went back to the lab? And I think that's all he's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> but They're I mean, but, but rematch, look, but that's because how a champion what? trains. You train in your week. Look, he said it before. He has said it on Rogan's podcast. He said, look, um, we start in bad positions, full hooks, full seatbelt. And, you know, you have to start the fight like that. You know, full side control, full mount, you know. Um, I think they even start in some leg lock positions where – the, you know, where your opponent already has like a, a, a heel hook, decent heel hook or something and you start mm -hmm. fighting out of it. So, yeah. I mean. Well, look, if he doesn't, right, that's the that's the blueprint for everyone at ADCC in his match. Ooh, man. ADCC, y'all going to talk about that? Hell yeah, we're going to talk <laughs> about it. You know, 
my nephew, we had tickets to the ADCC. Come on. Yeah. I still do have tickets, but my nephew's wedding is on that weekend, and I'm in it. It's such a bummer. Can you, <laughs> can you FaceTime in? That's, <laughs> act like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, nephew. <laughs> I got the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They said I need to go to a dry climate to help my cough. <laughs> to Vegas. Go to Vegas. Post Instagram pictures Look, at the casino. I'll get you a really, really nice wedding gift. I promise. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So, so yeah. I think I think he's working like hell on that position, and I don't think anybody's going to be able to get it on him again. But like I said, that's what champions do. Yeah. They work on their worst, their their weakest position, you know, and and. It's hard, um, you know, because you, you still have an ego. And, you know, even even as a black belt, I'm trying to break bad habits. Uh, I'm a new black belt. Just got it back in December. So I'm still trying to break bad habits of, like, um, having one really good side and having a decent side, you know. Mm-hmm. And so being here at this camp, I was I was talking, you know, with uh, Professor Alexia about it and I asked him. And he said, do – was it? I think it was him. He said, do five on your good side. 25 on your bad side and so i'm like you know i need to start doing better you know be ambidextrous on both sides so it's it's hard to train the stuff you're not good at because you always want to bring your like best game into a into a role you know even if it's a role with your best friend or if it's a competition you you always want to bring your best game and so um you know sometimes you you don't want to give up a, a good position you might have to try something new and so mm-hmm. but that's what champions do and that's what that's what great jujitsu fighters do. They that's what jujitsu is. It humbles you out and it exposes weaknesses and then makes you work on those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So Well it's funny you said that because you you know uh Rodrigo and Formiga, they are both doing both sides. It was kinda of messing me they, up a little yeah, bit. They, they were both sides. Both, both yeah. sides. Oh, and yeah. and I was like, damn, like I just want to get a where I'm at, I just want to get on one side first, and then I'll work on the other side. It, but we we it's have some, been training more. It's something I've been working in a little bit. Like yesterday with the over under stuff, like I like the over under pass. I'm pretty comfortable with it. That's my favorite pass. It's my Fantastic. bread and butter. Pass. So like, what's well, because Phil's such a giant? Yeah, John, I, I just, is that I impose, over under his pressure my, is yeah. incredible. Enormous pressure. Yeah. So I, that's one I'm comfortable with. So I try to get a few reps in like that, and then once I feel like I got what they're like. Like his details, uh, I I'm doing it okay. What he's talking about, then I try to switch it up and at least hit back and forth. My my favorite, I love over under, especially for like half guard players or open guard players. Oh, but right even, in it from half guard. But even man. even if I got a close guard player and I bust it open, I'll pop straight to that over under because I love that knee bar that's there. And so as I'm stretching them out, I got my shoulder in you know under their thigh and digging my other shoulder into their sternum. But I'm using my leg to hook theirs, and I open it, like pulling their growing out. Mm-hmm. And then that knee bar slides right into place. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get the knee bar, they're quick enough to turn their knee in. It opens it up for the pass, and you're right there at side control. So I've been working it's on It's a win-win freaking pass, man. It's solid. I like that one. I've been working on the knee bar, and I suck at it. And it's cool to learn it from him, obviously, so good at it. And then recently I was working on it again, and our, our coach, is, he's watching, and I'm trying to do it. And he's like... I'm like asking, like, this is kind of right. And he's like, yeah, you just got to get the feel for it. And I was like, I'm not even fucking close. My, <laughs> my, key, my key on it is the, the underhook that I have on the leg when I'm holding the leg that I'm knee barring is I go so deep 
That's like what he I'm, was saying I'm, too. I'm almost at the top of their thigh. I'm that deep, and I'm pulling, so it keeps them from turning, turning their knee that. line. Ah, that's good. So, I think I've good. been consistently very low. Yeah, uh, like, high, and Je- like Jeff was telling me yesterday too. He's like, he wants to be a little higher on the thigh with the hip. Yep. So I'm, I gotta, I'm gonna keep playing with it because I like that one. I like the pass. But it's a win-win because even if you don't get the knee bar, the pass is right there. Mm-hmm. So you know, just keep trying the knee bar. The the important thing is keeping that shoulder pressure while you're moving up to the head. You know, if you got a guy that's tall with long legs, who might freaking throw a hook in and then. Mm-hmm. Try to send you flying. So. Yeah, you can't have that oscillating pressure where you're up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. It's I like be... that check you was showing yesterday too. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was cool. slick. That was. Uh, so back to Gordon Ryan, Felipe Pena to to wrap it up on it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was super disappointing the way the match ended. Um, you know, it, I I don't mind how it ended. I hated what he said afterwards because like it. That's what took away from it. Even if you want to be like, oh, I'm exhausted or whatever, you never would have tapped me in his mind or whatever he had in his mind. Mm. Whatever. But well, I, I don't like that he put that, what he said specifically afterwards. Yeah, I agree. A loss is a loss, you know. So, you know, stand up, shake your hand, you know, go back to the lab, be a champion, you know. That, that's all I can say about it. So, um, you know, I wish, I wish it could have ended better, you know, and I wish it, it you know, but – who knows if they'll have another one? I doubt it. This was so hard to set up. Well, the rematch yeah. is signed, right? So, yeah. so, so they it's signed. signed but I don't know if they'll do it. I don't know if they'll do it, right? And also, you know, what about ADCC? Mm. Felipe Pena is going to be in that, right? You think we'll see him again? You don't. I mean, Mo Jasmine would be crazy not to put him on the same side of the bracket. How crazy would that be to see the revenge first of ADCC? <laughs> great. That would be great. Bro, I think Moe's a smart enough businessman just to, to to tweak them brackets to get them meet a little bit closer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know. Now that I said that, I don't know if I want him on the opposite side of the – I want him – First round. I want him first round, man. That's but, what I want him. So, but yeah, where they're both fresh. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, no yeah. excuses. Yeah, You got exactly. everything. Like, that's what I want. That's probably not the best business decision, though. Yeah, you want you want people to stay to the end of the movie. You know, you got to keep yeah. them, you got to keep them in suspense. Well, they're gonna have the it's all like, the, like, like, the fights with Cal Val, so they're gonna is stay to the end the same of the movie day? anyway, exactly, right? Exactly. Is it all the same day you, or is it two days? Could you imagine two days? I Felipe Pena and the super fight with Galvan. Crazy, bro. bro my, Plus, there's five other matches that he has be, to do. People are gonna be throwing money at my yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy that he keeps him in suspense with every two years, too. Yep. He deserves it, man. He's 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 changed the game. He's changed the game up. And and it's the most exciting way to watch jiu-jitsu. I tell you who really changed the game, and give credit where credit is due, Flow Grappling, man. Yep. Before that, we were jumping on YouTube, or, yep. or you're, you're trying to see some fuzzy freaking phone recording of a, of a video. I mean, it was just horrible. And then, uh, man, Flow Grappling came along and was like, I'm your freaking Huckleberry, you know, and everything. And then, you know, started doing the WNOs. and Daisy man, Fresh, man. Daisy Just, Fresh. You know, man. add the story It's to so it. funny that you put something like that in there. You know, that's uh, that's the jiu-jitsu world's jackass or, you know. Kind of, yeah. And those guys are amazing, you know. I've, they are I've, amazing. I've, I've met them at multiple IBJJF tournaments and um I'm actually in one of the Daisy Fresh videos. I was talking back and forth with um, with um, Pettigrew, the, the head instructor. Yeah, Heath. 
we're sitting there talking back and forth, and I didn't even know the guy was recording, and it was at Pan Am's. I was like, hey, man, congratulations on everything. I love to see small schools just rise up and do great shit. And so, anyway, long story short, my buddy sends me a clip, like, a couple weeks later, and he was like, hey, man, you're Daisy Fish famous. You're on. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. No shit. That's awesome. And it was just me telling him, hey, man, love what y'all are doing. Love the energy y'all bring to the sport. And, you know, my wife was pregnant with our, with our, you know, our youngest child now. And so she's super preggers, and we got all the kids there because they come to all the freaking tournaments, you know. And so, um, man, them, them boys just raised around it. So he was like, man, you got a beautiful family. So just amazing dude. And so, you know, I love what they're doing. But, yeah, Daisy Fresh and then uh, the WNOs and then Fight the Winds are still fun to watch, man. Yeah, of man, course, man. Know, so. No, I agree. They changed the game. Uh, you know, my one pet peeve with throw, flow grappling is call your boy. I'll get your audio right on the uh, presentations oh in the live gosh. matches. Oh you know, the gosh, commercials bro. are uh, on level 100 and then <laughs> yeah. the people, you know, it's like a fucking mouse fart whenever they talk. So so it's like, uh, all right, get your but they, you're right. They did change the game. They they've they've made it accessible to all. Uh, or at least if you want to spend $14 a month, they've made it accessible to you. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they say $14 a month. You just have to pay it all up front. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 My wife was like, How, I thought you said it was 14 a month. I'm like, uh, it yeah, is. Yeah, baby. It's just, we're just doing a year. in one installment. <laughs> <laughs> it's one long month. But that's, you know, we, that was our Christmas present to ourselves. you know, a few years ago. Is hey, you know, we'll do this every year. We'll renew it in December. So that's, that's our Christmas present to ourselves every year. One of them, you know, so. Yeah. No, that's renew awesome. our flow grappling. So let's talk I'll about your boy for a free one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, give him a comp. He was on Daisy Fresh for yeah, God's yeah, sakes. Yeah, a whole thirty-six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we were talking a little bit earlier about this, but but I want you to kind of tell the audiences. You know, your wife hasn't always trained jujitsu, right? No, me. So me and my wife have been together for fifteen years, and I've been training for sixteen years. So. When me and my wife first met, you know, I was living in Miami, I was in the military, and um, I was training under George Pideta. And uh, for y'all that don't know, George Pideta is a coral belt under Hicks and Gracie. Um, you know, love that man to death, got nothing but love and respect for him. So um, appreciate everything he's done, by the way. So anyway, so I was training there, and my wife would come, or my girlfriend at the time would come and watch me train because she really didn't know what it was, and I was kind of fighting, you know, messing around with MMA too, you know, so, you know, I'm this 20-something-year-old freaking meathead, you know, in the military, training jiu-jitsu, think I'm tough, you know, so, anyway, she'd come and watch me train, and then, you know, as I progressed over the years, we got married, and then we, we transferred in the military, and so, we transferred to New York, and then, so, she's always followed me, and she's come and watched me train, and, and all that, and she just never really wanted to be a part of it, because, we never had a gym that had a big female presence. It was a bunch of, yeah. uh, you know, like alpha male meatheads. And I was cool with that because that's what I was, you know. So it wasn't really a jujitsu for everyone kind of community like it is now. And so when we moved down to Port St. Lucie, um, we started training at Future. I started training at Future. And um, I've been there for like five years now. And uh, started training there. And automatically, you know, there's a great woman's program. My professor, uh, Taisio Felice, his wife is a brown belt, his daughter's a purple belt, and uh, his son is Igor Felice, he's a black belt. And so um, just a whole family orientation. And we have a great kids program there. So a lot of parents will come, 
because their kids come and then after you know a couple months of sitting there watching it and then you know staying after and watching the adult class they're like oh this looks awesome but they see adults that look like them you know it's not just a bunch of you know freaking juiced up steroid guys you know it's it's people from all walks of life and you know females and males and all different age groups you know and and so it's um it's a real inviting place and so my wife started coming more and started coming more and then um she just one day we were on the way home from the gym she's like i think i want to go to a trial class and i was like inside like you know six Ooh, shoes yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and then uh so i tried to play it cool i'm like all right cool baby yeah yeah yeah. i'll set it up for you you know so and i'm <laughs> still people. brown belt at the time so um so next day she goes and and we have a, a fundamentals class and we have an advanced class you know so the fundamentals class is we don't just throw you in with the wolves you know you'll come in you'll go through your trial class and you know we won't let you roll for you know you till till we think you're ready till you think you're ready too you know so we just don't want to throw you to the wolves and get you hurt or get you discouraged from the get you know so we'll train positions with you and, and drill with you until you know you're comfortable mm -hmm. and want to do it so anyway long story short is she goes in there and um, she was like I was like oh I'm gonna stay and watch she's like no she's like take the kids and go this is something I want to do for me. And she's like, come back for your class afterwards. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we did that. I come back, and I'm all excited. Her class is in, and mine's about to start. And we're passing on the mat. So I'm like, how'd you like it? How'd you like it? And she's like, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. It was pretty cool. You know, I learned some stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. So fast forward like three and a half weeks later, she's, uh, she's been training. She's going to all the classes, you know. And she calls me, uh, I call her, and I'm on my way home from, from my dance class, you know, and I was calling her on the way home, and I was like, so, hey, how was your class? And she was like, I don't know if I'm going to go back. And I was like, I was like crushed. I was like, damn, you know? And I was like, well, why? What's going on? She's like, I just feel like I'm just a tackling dummy for everybody else. And I was like, that's the progression, though. And she's like, well... It's not the progression that I want, you know. I, I, don't, I just don't want to get beat up on all the time. And so when I got home, I have garage. Of course, I got mats in my garage. Obviously. I'm a freaking mat rat. So, <laughs> um, if, man, if I didn't have to work, I'd be such a jujitsu bum, you know. Probably if I wasn't married or and had kids, I'd be like one of them Daisy Fresh guys <laughs> just sleeping on them. So anyway, um, so we get home, and I go in the garage, and I turn on the lights, and I, you know, get the mats down or whatever. And so I said, hey, come here. I was like, don't quit on this. I was like, let me show you, um, let me show you a guaranteed position and we'll drill it a hundred times. And I promise you, tomorrow you'll go in and you'll you'll hit this arm bar in a roll. And I said, it'll change your world. And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, trust me. Please just trust me. I said, You've seen me roll, you've seen me compete. Can I hit, you know, these moves I'm telling you? And she's like, Yeah, you can, but I don't know if I can. I said, just trust me. So we drilled a, because um, we have them start from the knees. So I had her drill pulling an arm bar from, from guard. And um, I had her drill it 100 times. And when she got to like 85, she was like, I think I got it. And I was like, just finish it. Just trust me, finish it. Fast forward next night. So that was on a Monday night. I teach Tuesday morning 6 a.m. classes. So usually I don't go to night classes on Tuesday. So it gives me time to rest from Tuesday morning to Wednesday night. That's how I'm able to 
train six days a week. Mm-hmm. And so um, she went to Tuesday night class, and I'm sitting there staring at my phone and watching the minutes tick by till class gets out, and she calls me. All of a sudden, I get a phone call, and when I answer it, I couldn't even understand her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> she hit that arm bar on, like, three different people and was just ecstatic, and she hadn't stopped training since. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. How long How long she been training now? Um, two and a half years now. That's so, awesome. And um, she's, she's doing great. And let, let me tell you how the jujitsu bug has bit her because she had a couple setbacks in her jujitsu journey. Um, she was rolling with uh, another female, really great competitor, really great female, and really great friend of my wife's. They were just rolling together, and, and it was a freak accident, but my wife went to post her elbow to come up, and right when she posted to come up, that girl was coming down on her, and it dislocated her elbow. <sighs> So they had to reset it. It went nothing. Luckily, nothing was broken, but they had to reset it, and uh, she, they had to cast it. So she was out for, you know, about six to eight weeks with that, and then she comes back with a. They put like a little plastic splint on there. Oh, wow. Her first night rolling, she shatters that splint, just breaks it, and she's like, "Ah, oh, it's good enough. It's good enough. I can train." So. Um, she's savage. Just, she, <laughs> but she's tiny. She's like four foot eleven, like a buck twenty five, buck thirty, soaking wet. Sorry if I said your weight. <laughs> but, I was gonna you say know, you gonna get in yeah. trouble. <laughs> I mean, she's a tiny little thing, but she is savage, bro. And so, uh, and then you know, fast forward, she's still training. She's still training. And then uh, you know, we get pregnant with our um, our youngest son. And she um, she trained all the way up. She didn't roll, but she was there doing position. I I got a picture of all of us on the mat, and she's so preggers that her gi won't even close. She got her belt barely tied around her belly. She still showed up the you know the her whole pregnancy, and then so after the baby was born and after she was able to come back and train, she came back and. Then she hurt her wrist and had to have surgery on her wrist, and so now she she just came back about. Probably four to six weeks ago, and she's back at it, hard charging. So I'm, I'm super proud of her. And you know, when I talk about when I talk to other people who, who say, you know, like, oh man, you know, I just I don't know injury and this, and they 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 talk about how jujitsu's hard and how you know they they don't think they're gonna stay. I, I tell them a story about my wife or uh, another girl at our gym who's lost like 155 pounds. Mm. And wow. in like two years, and she is now a blue belt, you know. Mm. And when you first met her, she was just meek, timid, shy, had had anxiety issues. If there were too many people at the gym training, she would have to leave, you know. And man, it just totally turned her around, you know, changed her whole world. And, and so I tell other people when I'm talking about jujitsu about all these amazing life-changing things that I've seen happen to people, even my own family. Like I said, my wife and, you know, and my kids train and, and it's not, man, it's just pushing yourself every day to be better. And I tell people that jujitsu sends ripple effects through your whole life because you come, you show up every day knowing you're going to fail. You've already accepted, I'm going to fail at one point tonight, whether I'm rolling with my professor or whether I'm rolling with another lower belt and I make a stupid mistake that they capitalize on. I'm going to fail at one point tonight in something. I'm not going to be perfect all night. 
So you're already accepting that fail and going into it anyway, saying, I'm going to learn from that fail, and I'm going to be better tomorrow when I come back. And when you do that systematically every single day, it sends ripple effects through your whole life. You want to be a better employee at work. You want to be a better father to your kids. You want to be a better husband to your wife or to your spouse, whatever. Um, you, you just want to be better every day than what you were before. And then pretty soon it becomes so habituary that habitual, habitual, sorry, mm, no that somebody cutting you off and slamming on brakes in traffic used to set you off and you're ready to throw down. You, you're more compassionate. You're like, hey, no, no, no. Come on, come on, come on. It's okay. You, you don't know that that person. Yeah, or way better. Yeah, that, do that person now. could be having to, yeah. the worst day of their life. Got to take it down. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> got to take it down, you know. So, um, you know, so it, you learn compassion, though, you know. And you learn that you just want to be better all the way around. So it's, man, I, I joke around and say it, but jujitsu is kind of the cure for whatever ails you, you know. I totally agree. And I also think that it it induces, you know, we we live way too easy now. You know, we don't have to go out and kill our food. We don't have to do any of that stuff. And what jujitsu is is a struggle, and it induces that struggle, which we are meant to do because there is no growth without struggle. And, man, you, you couldn't have said it better. And, then, and that's what it is. And I think that's why when you get into these gym communities, you find such amazing people. When, like I said, you come to this immersion camp. You find – I haven't met a person yet that I'm like, let me stay away from that loser. I mean, except for Phil. He's a weirdo. <laughs> Many people are saying this. <laughs> My kind of weirdos, though, so and and but but me and my wife, I was talking to another guy at camp yesterday, and he was telling me how like um, his kid will have birthday parties at their house, and so like um, all these other kids would come over, and all their parents would come over, and it's a bunch of normies. I call them normies. It's a bunch of normies <laughs> that, that don't people train. who don't do yeah. jujitsu. Yeah, sorry, people that don't do jujitsu, normies. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not a normie. No. But, um, you know, a bunch of normies there. You're like, well, what the hell are we going to talk about? I don't watch football. I don't watch baseball. I watch jujitsu. Let's talk about the Gordon Ryan fight, you know? Let's let's talk about AGCC. And and he said, so I don't know what to talk about these guys. So it's just awkward for a couple hours. I said, bro, I hate to rub it in. I don't have that issue. Where we live in Florida, my wife's family lives down in Miami, which is like an hour and 45 minutes away. My family lives in Alabama, seven and a half hours away. We have no family there. So we have no family obligations there. So every single body we hang out with goes to our gym. All my best friends, guys I train in the gym with. All my wife's best friends, girls she trains in the gym with. All my kids' best friends, you guessed it, kids they train in the gym with. So when we have birthday parties, is everybody from the gym? Right. We got the mats going. When we have Christmas <laughs> parties. Is everybody from the gym? And you know, Thanksgiving, New Year's, we all celebrate them all together. And um, jujitsu in the bounce house, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> and, that's, and it really gets like that sometimes. Of course it does. So um, you know, but all my best friends train jujitsu. So you know, I, I looked at the guy and I said, "Man, I'm sorry to tell you this. I don't have that problem." I was like. I talk jujitsu all day, every day, except for when I go to work. Everybody I work with are normies, so works works work. So 
Yeah, you're there for a job. That's all right. If I can make a living out of this. I've noticed some, like, when new people come in, too, they'll be like, oh, what do you do for work? And it's like, they'll stop asking that question. Yeah, yeah, like three weeks. Nobody cares what you do for work. That's not important. (laughs) I'm a shop foreman at a diesel mechanic shop. Move on. Exactly. (laughs) That's how you do That's it. That's it. That only pays the bills so I can continue to train jiu-jitsu. It's like an addiction. I only work to pay for (laughs) jiu-jitsu. Yeah. The house and food. Yeah, I guess I need that, too. (laughs) I was trying to see if uh, Bernard would sign my fanatics account you know that's where all my yeah, money's right. going <laughs> <laughs> no um, so let's talk about john you, you know that that balance you work you know 40 50 hours a week right you teach yeah. you train you know your kids teach or your kids train your your wife trains let's talk about that balance because there's a lot of people out there who struggle with it man they struggle with it and you know you said it and I thought it was a, a great analogy. Your, your journey's like a river, you know, because that river, sometimes it gets swift. Sometimes your training's on point, and sometimes it gets really slow, and there's a dead pool in there, and you don't, you're not going, you know, but just, just staying with it and that sort of thing. So, so kind of take me through how you, how you continue to be on the path all those years. Well, I just, over all the years, I never stopped. There were times where we, um, when I first got out of the military, we moved to Alabama for a year before we moved back to Florida. And um, there's really nowhere for me to train there. You know, I was, a, I was a new brown belt. You know, I just just came back from Iraq. So I was looking for, looking for a job and, you know, was like, all right, well, let me look for a job. I'll get a job first and I'll find somewhere to train. But, you know, I would... <laughs> I would teach a class at a CrossFit gym, and there'd be like a couple of blue belts or something there because there's an army base close by, but couldn't really never get none to stick. So there was a couple few years where I would only train like maybe every four months, and we'd go down to Miami to visit my uh, wife's family. I have a lot of black belt friends in Miami, and so I'd call them and say, hey, man, I'm going to be down there for like four days. Can I drop in? And I would train sun up to sundown for four days. I'd try to train as much as I could, but... Man, my cardio would be garbage, you know. Sure. Not training every day, not not rolling every day, but I'd still do as much. Even as I CrossFit, can. and you're not getting that cardio. Yeah, exactly. jiu-jitsu it's cardio, different, man. You know? you know how many CrossFit guys I've seen come in and get freaking winded and smashed in jujitsu? All of them by a white belt. <laughs> be humble to get humble, man. Yeah. That's that's what it is. That's the name of the game. So anyway. There were times in my life where it was hard for me to train. And then when we first moved down to Florida, um, we were living in Port St. Lucie. I was working in Pompano Beach, which is like an hour and 20 minutes away. So I'm driving an hour and 20 one way to work, you know, working all day, coming home, seeing the kids, going to the gym and train. And so, you know, luckily I moved a little bit closer, you know, with the job that I have now. And and so uh, I'm 20 minutes from the house. So... It's just the stage of our life that we're in that's, that's a, that's, man, I'm blessed to be able to train the way I do. So my schedule is, uh, you know, Monday night I train, Tuesday morning I teach 6 a.m. class, and I train Wednesday night. So I have from Tuesday morning to Wednesday night to recoup. And then Wednesday night is training and hard pojada all over again. Thursday morning, 6 a.m. class is training and, and hard rolls. And then I got from Thursday morning to Friday night to recoup. Oh, that's got to be hard that Wednesday, Thursday. Because ours is Monday, Tuesday. Mine's Monday, Tuesday morning. Monday night, Tuesday morning. Mm. Let me tell you, 
Thursday afternoon, I start hitting walls, bro. I'm like, oh, come on, give me some of them goes. <laughs> the make them in a larger can. You know? So, um, you know, it's just one of those things to where Thursday afternoon, I start hitting a wall, but I got, you know, once I get off work, I got recoup all the way till Friday night, you know, but I, I am, I do manual labor for my job. So from, from sun up to sundown, from time I get up to the time I go to bed, I'm go, 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 go. So it's, um, you know, it's wake up, work 10 hours as a, as a diesel mechanic, you know, in South Florida is hot, it's muggy, it's sweaty, you know, you're on There's the There's no concrete. AC in there? No, hell no, no AC. It's a big open shop, brother. And so, um, you know, and then it, and in Florida, man, we got the most amazing weathering pattern. It will monsoon rain for two hours and dump many inches, and then the sun comes back out. You just see the humidity. Man, it's just, it's the heat that I can't describe to nobody that ain't been there. So, <laughs> so anyway, man, it's just, that's my life, though. I, I grew up, you know, in a farm town in southeast Alabama where, you know, Hard work will get you everything, and, and, you know, that's really all I've known. I joined the military, did 10 years doing that, and, and got out and needed a job. And luckily, I found a, a truck dealership that was hiring mechanics, and they liked to hire vets. And I walked in there with some tools and said, hey, man, I need a job. So been doing it ever since it you know thankfully it's supported our family over the years and you know i appreciate it but if i could make money doing jujitsu full-time or anything jujitsu related my boss already knows i'd be out i'd be out like a fat kid in dodgeball so. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i'm just blessed right now to be able to train that so it's you know like i said monday night tuesday morning wednesday night thursday morning Friday night, I'll skip Saturday, and then I'll have Sunday service, man. And that's a 10 a.m. class, and, man, it's ran by that savage brown belt I told you about. That's his class, and, man, he does a Saturday when the snow gi. And, man, let me tell you, he's whew, he's one of them savages. So That's awesome. Um, so I'm just lucky, and like I said, my wife training, my kids training. It's, it's really a lifestyle for us. I'll come home from work sometimes, and, um, you know, flow grappling will be on, and just be like – running old episodes or, you know, even when they're talking about upcoming events and stuff, I guess when they record their podcasts or whatever. So, you know, flow grappling's always on. So it's kind of become a lifestyle to us. And it's weird that people outside of it don't, don't get it. Like my mom and dad love them to death, have no idea what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is. And I've been training for 16 years. They, can tell you every single stat about Alabama football for the last 20 years. <laughs> Roll Tide. No, I'm not an Alabama fan. But. So um, they can tell you every that, but they can't tell you what jiu-jitsu is. So, like, people that don't know don't get it. But, you yeah. know, those that do find out, it changes them. And, you know, it's a, it's a, healthy, it's a healthy addiction to have, you know. Not only does it keep you in shape, but it keeps you in check and, you know, just surrounds you with great people, you know, so from all walks of lives too. Like, and I don't know about y'all's gym, but our gym, we have everybody from chiropractors to doctors to nurses to mm -hmm. people that own lawn care businesses to barbers. And my kids get their hair cut by somebody in the gym. Yep. The guy that cuts my grass, somebody in my gym, my bug man, somebody from my gym. Yep. It's just a tight community. Yes, it is. Man, it's just it's just amazing. Every gym has that guy that uh, could get you whatever you need, papers and uh -huh. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So you know, it's just you have all walks of life in there, and it's just so amazing that that one thing can bring so many people together. And 
how how amazing this place is. I haven't met a person yet that I'm not three to four degrees separation from. I'm like, oh, so you trained under him and he knows this guy. Oh, I know that guy. And it's just amazed me that almost everybody I've talked to, I can connect me to them somehow, you know? Yeah. And so to be a, a global wide martial art is still kind of a small community, you know? Yes. So. Well, and you can train with your heroes. That's the beauty of it, right? I've always said since I was, um, I think I saw I was purple belt when I started saying this. I was like, train until your heroes become your competitors, yeah. or become your, or become your peers. You yes. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, just to be on the mats with some of the black belts here, being a being a brand new black belt, you know, I hadn't even been a black belt a year. I am uh, just honored and and overwhelmed to. To be on the mats with just, you know, such amazing people mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, just such lineage that's so close to the roots, man. It's so close to the source and, and it's very important to uh, to know your lineage and to, to te- keep it going. There's a lot of people that are in the sports side of jiu-jitsu that doesn't care about the martial arts side of it. So they, they lose that magic that is knowing about your lineage, knowing the history of jujitsu. And, and so I implore everybody, white belt to black belt, you know, uh, study that, read those books, read those old articles, you know, look, look them up and, and um, really dig into jujitsu and see, you know, how it came from kind of humble beginnings of really just one, one master teaching another, teaching some kids and how it sprung from that to what it is now, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. So know your lineage, know your history, you know? So it's- absolutely. One last question for you, John. I had a buddy, you know, my buddy, uh, Patrick Myers. He just, uh, he just started jujitsu last yeah, night. Yeah, We talked to him earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We did. What, what advice would you give that brand new and Patrick's, you know, he's, he, you know, he's an in shape dude. He, he, you know, we used to kayak a lot together, mountain bike, stuff like that. I mean, he's in shape. He's, big dude i said just don't hurt yourself or your training partners that that was my advice to him just don't you know there's going to be different approaches for different personalities um uh, if you're a alpha male type personality you need to approach this with humility and prepare to be humbled and prepare to be it's prepare for failure because it's going to happen. But it's, it's, I always say this, the greatest Phoenix rise from the biggest ashes. So don't be scared to go in there and fail. Uh, that's part of the process. So believe in the process, believe in your professor. Um, and you know, just believe that everything you're doing is, is good for you. Now, if you're not the alpha male, if you're the meek, timid, shy kind of person, like Jeff is, (laughs) yeah, that's getting into jitsu for another reason. You know, if, uh, if it's for self-defense or if it's for, you know, I want to build confidence or I have anxiety in, in big public places because I don't know how to defend myself, whatever it is, come in with the approach of, I'm going to be put in uncomfortable situations, but those uncomfortable situations will prepare me for anything that might happen in life. So, so come in, instead of coming in timid, come in a little bit aggressive and, and embrace that aggressiveness. And so um, it just depends on how your mindset and what you're, what you're joining jiu-jitsu for, what your goals are for. 
is how your mindset should be on it. You know, if you're like, hey, I wrestled all through high school. I want to start training jujitsu and competing in tournaments and stuff. Cool. You can find somebody at that gym that's on that same path. You know, it sure. doesn't have to ha be just a competition gym or a regular jujitsu gym. You can find somebody in any gym that has the same goal as you. So, and you see it every day when people partner up. People have their own favorite training partners, mm -hmm. you know. So, you're looking at each other across the room and you're like, Let's go, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so if somebody else calls you like, oh, sorry, I already got a partner, you know? So it's you find people in there, uh, a, a small group within a, a great group, you'll find those people that are on the same path as you, that have the same goals as you, you know? So that's why sometimes when we're having like a like an open mat you'll see like okay these group of guys over here like to do this like a, like a half guard and you know this group over here likes this is the female group they're trying to work on this you know and so you'll see those groups of people kind of within a, a bigger group and so you'll find people on your path whether it's your path is to lose weight and or whatever you'll find it at that gym and, and believe in the process and believe in yourself that's the main thing a lot of people either get too prideful and say, I'm just tired of getting beat up all the time. Or they say, I just watched a black belt roll. There's no way I can ever do that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. A black belt is a white belt. They never stop coming. Don't stop showing up. Don't stop training. You know, make the time for it because it will change your life. And it'll change your life for the better. And you'll be glad that you made that time for it. And then it becomes not, I have to make time for jujitsu. I have to make time for everything else. Yes. Make excuses to go to jujitsu, not to Yeah, not yeah. There and there's there's um, you know, there's there's downsides to it too, you know. I don't keep up with the Kardashians. I don't know anything about celebrities. I don't know anything about any wedding or royal crap. I don't know anything about no I don't know about professional sports, but I'm okay with that. I'm not missing out on it. If it yeah. don't affect me and mine, yeah, it don't bother me. Yeah. So people right talk politics you. and all this other stuff. I'm like I don't care. <laughs> What's that got to do with jujitsu? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, John, listen, we really appreciate hey, you coming man, thank on. Thank y'all so much. You know, I know we kind of rabbit hold a little bit. and That's and what I we do on this. I could talk the paint off a wall. So <laughs> I appreciate y'all having me. And, and I hope everybody enjoys this podcast. Hope, sorry y'all had to deal with this old country-ass vaccine. So. <laughs> no, that's what I thought is. you were going to be shy. I thought it was going to be hard for you to kind of talk. I was going to have to bring it out of you. <laughs> Phil, tell the folks how they can support us if they choose to do so. Share the podcast with your friends. Share it. Just share it. We've got some rash guards, too. Most comfortable rash guards in the world, by the way. That's true. Uh, and if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. John, Phil, myself, we choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do, too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh, Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.